Hello and welcome back to I Speak Human. Sorry I took a little unannounced hiatus there, guys. That may happen from time to time as I'm building this podcast and building my brand um, because it's all me and my partner and we both have other jobs that take care of our income. So from time to time, there might be gaps, um, either just because my other work picked up and I just wasn't able to keep up or whatever. But I am trying to start planning ahead and doing more episodes like chunk together. So like I'm doing currently like a chunk of four episodes and we'll have them all ready to go and then give myself a little bit more time. But I'm learning. So I hope you guys will have grace on me and just enjoy the podcast when it shows up and know that my goal is to get more consistent. I do value consistency, but right now, I haven't been able to do that and I haven't had a lot of consistency in my life and one of the things that I've really purposed in doing the past couple weeks is just creating more routine and balance in my life and as I do that I'll be able to show up more consistently for you all. But I wanted to share today a recording from a reading that I did for a follower, listener of the podcast a while back And she was so lovely. She really opened up and was vulnerable. I'm going to keep her personal details private, but you'll hear a little bit about her in this recording. And the reason I wanted to share a reading is a couple reasons. Number one, I think a lot of people just have zero clue what the heck goes on in a reading. And then number two, I want you guys to just see the value of astrology and really how much it's just so much more than describing your personality, but it really can be used as a tool to understand patterns in your life and better work with the energy and plan for it and really optimize your life to be the best it can possibly be by understanding yourself at a deeper level. Okay, so I want to go ahead and let you guys enjoy this episode. If you have any questions about how to book readings, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, All of the information on how to book a reading is in the show notes. You can go to my website, victoriagreerstevens.com, and go to services and book a reading. But I'm also, there's a super easy way to just use the link in the show notes, book reading. I have one type of reading, super simple, no matter what you want, no matter how many times you've been, it's the same reading for everyone. So it is a birth chart reading, keeping it simple, 75 minutes, $150. So if you have any questions about how to book a reading, don't hesitate to reach out. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. You've had your birth chart read before, right? One time, and uh, I didn't have my birth time right, so it wasn't even really that accurate. Okay, awesome. So tell me, um, what do you know about your chart? Like, do you know your sun's? You know your sun sign, obviously, and you know your moon and rising. Yep, 
Um, so sun in Taurus, Taurus rising, and moon in Aries. I have a lot of um, air, a lot of Aries in my chart, and um, a lot of Taurus, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, let's actually go ahead and dive into that because you have a really unique chart in that your sun and your chart ruler, um, which is Venus, is in Aries. So you have a lot of masculine energy mixed in with this feminine Taurus energy. Yeah, what does that feel true? (laughs) Well, there's a it's. It can mean a lot of things. And man, well, one of the things I wanted to address because you put this in your question and I thought it was really a great question was you asked, like, is this astrology faded or do you have free will? And just kind of like what my thoughts are on that. Um, and I think that'd be kind of a cool way to open up. I totally think we have free will <laughs> and we're creating our own reality. But I also think this is like the lens that we're perceiving the world through. Okay. So we can, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think your son, like, for instance, your chart ruler is technically said to be in detriment, which is technically a quote unquote negative thing. But I don't really see negatives in astrology because it doesn't mean like you're a bad person or life will turn out poorly for you. It just means that, like, normal Venusian things like wanting to constantly be in a partnership or be like really sweet and sugary nice or even like really like Taurus energy loves luxury and loves having a lot of comfort. You might like yes and no. (laughs) Like there might also be that martial efficiency behind it. And it's like, but it needs to have purpose as long along with the comfort. Okay, yeah, that seems spot on. Cool. And then having it in the 12th house, I love 12th house placements. But again, you have a lot of this is one of the reasons I wanted to read your chart, because I think a lot of people, you know, they look at their chart, and then they start looking up things online. And then they're like, Oh, my gosh, I have all these bad things. And there must be something wrong with me, or I'm fated for terrible things. And if you just like pulled your chart, like I call it cook, uh, like cookbook astrology, if you just like picked it apart piece by piece, you have a lot of things that are like traditionally seen in a negative way, but they're actually just qualities of you that the planets don't jive with. So a lot of times people are like, oh, 12th house is so scary. I love the 12th house. It's like, the spirituality, it's the in-between, it's the time before birth. Um, one kind of funny manifestation, fa- funny manifestation, I'm kind of curious about this, um, is do you know about a lot about your mom's when she was pregnant with you? A bit. I know a little bit. Um, what kind of details are you thinking? I mean, it was mostly what it is, is it's like foods they were craving. Um and the types of foods that they were craving would be really specific. Um, and even now, that might be a way like you comfort yourself is like with food. Sure. Yeah. Well, that is one of the things I was just going to tell you about my mom's pregnancy with me is that as the story goes, she would only eat pimento cheese sandwiches like constantly. 
nonstop the whole time. That's basically it. That's really funny. How do you feel about pimento cheese sandwich? I don't know if I've ever had it. I've seen it in the store. It looks pretty disgusting. It is disgusting. I hate it. Everybody in South, I'm from South Carolina originally, and it's everywhere. Like if you go to a party or like a Christmas event, it's there. And I don't understand why. Well, yeah, I'm from Texas. You know, it must be a thing. It is. It is. a th- Are you in Texas right now? No, I, I don't live there anymore. I moved away when I graduated high school. North Idaho. Gotcha. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a very Southern thing. Um, Well, that can even, that's kind of like a, a funny manifestation of having your moon in the 12th house. Um, and it, especially when you have a Taurus um, rising is that, yeah, your mom could have craved really specific foods. And then um, let me look at a few of the notes. I'm just talking completely from memory right now, which I love. But then I also feel like I like miss details that I was like, oh, yeah. Um, but one of the things just kind of going back to your Taurus son um, is I know a lot of times people say Taurus people are like really materialistic. Do you think that's true of you? Yeah, I do. And I think I'm okay with it. I love that you feel good about that. Well, one of the things about Taurus energy is they are, they're here to get the material things, but it's really about their own inner safety and security. So it's about like self-care. It's not about necessarily like lavish unless lavish feels comfortable. And that's what you want. And I think that's one of the things I love about Taurus energy is because in this day where we're like online all the time and, you know, even in our heads or very cerebral or even like always digging into our emotions, like Taurus energy is there to be like, let's focus on the here and now. Let's focus on what we're eating, what we're smelling, what we can hear. Let's focus on the relationships. Let's focus on what we can buy and what we can have and like just be here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I like to say that I'm really into all of the earthly delights. Oh, I love that. And it doesn't have to be lavish stuff, but yeah, just minimal like levels of safety, security, and comfort. But I, I mean, I like some nice shit, like cashmere sweaters and stuff. I love that. How do you, uh, this is another kind of, this is a f- another funny kind of Taurus. Um, I'm always so hesitant to say them because I feel like a lot of Tauruses get offended. You're like one of the first Tauruses I've ever met. I think it's because of your Aries moon. You're like, yeah, this is how I am. I think it's great. But I think a lot of times Tauruses feel like a little defensive about it because they felt shamed about being materialistic or they felt shamed about like participating. Um in like the physical here and now, the delight, human delight. Do what'd you call them? Earthly delight. Earthly delights, <laughs> which is such a Taurus thing because it's Earth. Um, but I love, and I think that's maybe your Aries moon of just like they're very independent and know who they are, and they're like, "But this is what I want, and this is who I am," and like it's almost like your Aries energy is defending your Taurus energy. That's a cool way to look at it. I've never really quite known what to do with the Aries and my chart. It, that part feels kind of offensive to me almost. I, I feel like I oh, can sort of embody the Taurus thing at least a little bit. But yeah, being called, you know, masculine and uh, 
I don't know, that part doesn't sit that great with me, but to see it as sort of my defender is well, having Venus, also you have your chart ruler in Taurus and Aries. Um, so having Venus in Aries is kind of like having. Have you ever seen the Gilmore Girls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know that episode where they have to go to the gym or they don't have to, but they go to the gym. Okay. And and they just are like, let's go get a massage. Like, let's go find the most comfortable thing for me to do in this gym. That's Venus and Aries a little bit. <laughs> it's like, I'm here. Or it's like, print, you know, somebody that really needs comfort gets thrown out in the jungle and then has to figure it out. So Venus and Aries can also be like a little bit of a badass. And like, it can also be like leather boots and thigh highs and like can be really sexy. Like Marilyn Monroe had her Venus and Aries, like this very sexual energy. Interesting. Also, Janet. Yeah. Also, Janet Jackson has the same placement that you have being a Taurus sun with a Venus and Aries. And like you can see she kind of does have a bit of a masculine edge, but she's very feminine. And she's she's just a badass. That's cool. Well, so I guess the way I interpret that is, you know, I can be like sometimes a bit of an adventure athlete, like not really I'm not that athletic, but I can be. And one of my favorite things to do is to find like really far flung hot springs in the mountains and trek to them. Oh, cool. But carry in my backpack like a bottle of Prosecco and grapes and cheese and like have a really lavish time when I get there. That is the most, that's a great example. I love, this is, I'm, I'm so glad this is getting recorded because I'm like, that. these are golden examples of this energy um okay that's so so cool i'm glancing anything else that or there was a lot of things i have written down but i'm also good with us just kind of flowing you also mentioned something about buying a house or selling a house uh i'm really wanting to buy a house okay really wanting to buy a house how has that process been it's been really frustrating i think it might be pretty tough all over but in the town where i live housing isn't that affordable and it's you know hard to come by too so it's just been an ongoing struggle but i'm really feeling my materialism around that you know you said that um some of the placements i have in my chart might make me feel um ashamed about being materialistic and i think that that's really true uh earlier parts of my life i was pretty ashamed of being materialistic because it comes from a family where we didn't have hardly anything and my mom and my sisters are still kind of steeped in that like it's not okay to want more than you have and to be greedy and that sort of thing but I'm really uh, I've really resisted that in recent years and I'm leaning into just wanting to make sure I'm taken care of I want to take care of those around me too as part of that. So yeah, I've been really focused on saving money and like earning my money into more money, you know, investing and that kind of thing. So that's been a really interesting turn of events for me because 
I never would have pictured myself doing that. Well, it's interesting because you've been in a transit that started last summer where the eclipses have been going through your houses of finances and other people's money, which you're and you're actually shedding a lot of karma around other people's money, even around investing. Um, and for you in that, like everything in our chart is ruled by like we can find literally anything like I can look at where your taxes are in your chart and maybe get an idea of how you are with taxes. I definitely can do it in my chart, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but so for you in your house of like investing, you have two kind of interesting placements. You have Neptune and you have Uranus. Neptune is illusion, it's delusion, it's confusion, um, but it's also spirituality, um, it's healing, um, but it's kind of murky. And it's in Sagittarius, so this would, this would make me believe that maybe beliefs around money or things that you were taught around money might have been like a little confusing for you growing up. Um, or money in general, but then you've had, you also have Uranus there. So you also kind of have like quick burst of insight when it comes to like making money. Does that feel like that resonates? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have like a lot of weird programming around money that I have to undo. Yeah. Is that what that would indicate? Mm-hmm. For, I mean, definitely could, um, Let's see where your Jupiter is. Jupiter's there. I'm wondering if you had any like healing when it comes to money, maybe in regards to your uh, partner? Healing in regards to money? Well, my partner is really supportive um, financially. I mean, in all the ways, including financially. So I guess that's been a little bit of a relief since we started on this path about buying a house together. Because initially I was doing it alone. Oh, okay. So has it felt easier to go forward, like doing it with a partner? Yeah, it has. And there's also uh, an aspect of that that's like, well, I kind of wanted to do it on my own too, to see if I could. Yeah. Well, you have Scorpio in your house of like partnership. So that would definitely... Any And that's, again, um, it's another martial energy. So it's a feminine martial energy, which is kind of interesting. But I find people that have martial placements there tend to want to be independent. But since you have Jupiter there, there's so much benefit from you accepting help from your partner. And there's actually like a lot of fairness and balance that comes from you accepting help with your partner and bringing in a lot of stability to your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing. But it's interesting because it does touch the planet of Pluto, which is deep, deep healing, um, which is probably what's been, like, getting activated. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm now, like, looking at you're going through a transit that would. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So having having these subjects come up would definitely be triggering like deep healing. So I don't just mean like, like this could even be like your family's lineage or like ancestral healing around money. Like Pluto's a pretty deep planet. So I'm not, I don't think this would just be like just what happened like with your mom. Like I feel like it would be that 
which would feel very deep, but have lots and lots of layers under it. And you've been in a process of, you've been in that particular transit off and on since March, 2019. Wow. Okay. That's really interesting stuff. I've been looking, well, I got a free trial not that long ago to ancestry.com. And I was actually looking at my, my family chart um, tree and like looking back at my, at least my maternal um, grandmother lineage, that is some pretty sad stuff. It's like just generations of deep, deep poverty from the South, like Mississippi, um, like single mothers with loads of kids and no husband around for many, many generations. So nobody had any. I mean, there is no property. There is no, no wealth to be had on that side. So this really, yeah. So this sounds like this really is bringing up like some deep, deep stuff. And to the point, and it's your, I love your, it, your Taurus energy comes out as I'm going to look at ancestry.com. Whereas like if I was talking to like a Pisces rising, they would be like, I've been doing past life work and like, but it's the same thing. Like, it's different language for the same thing, but it's how you're approaching it um, and how you're perceiving it. So I love that. That's so cool. Well, has that felt or what's that been like, like looking through and seeing all that? Well, it, it puts a lot of things into perspective, a lot into context, like a lot of the like trauma in my family comes from that side. And now I see why things were hard. Why is the family tree tree study um, a Taurus thing? Um, well, <laughs> funny that you even use the word tree <laughs> because Taurus is uh, fixed earth. So a tree is fixed earth. Um, that's really funny. But it's also because it's something physical like you're or it's something from the 3D here and now versus like past lives would be like, well, did those actually exist? Like there's a lot, that's, there's a lot, obviously you can't prove that. Right. Versus like you looking on ancestral.com. No, there's no argument over whether or not you have this in your lineage. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a lot more tangible, I guess is what, and you have your Mercury and Gemini's. So you're really good at gathering information too. Oh my God, I am. I'm a really good researcher. Are you good at researching money? Because that's what house it's in. Money? Lately. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really on a kick. You're about to get on more of I'm a learning kick. investing. You're learning investing? I'm like very, uh, very obsessive about it lately. I'm like looking at charts and Fibonacci retracement tools and stuff. I'm into it. Like, what are you doing? Like, do you mean like stocks? Do you mean like longer term investments? Like what kind of investment stuff? Shorter term investments. I am, I'm really into okay. crypto right now. I have like a small amount of money and I'm, I have a goal of doubling it by the end. Of That's so cool. Oh my gosh, this is so Taurus. I love it. Um, Taurus rules money. So it makes sense that you're good with money. Um, but there's definitely, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, I would definitely, that's actually more eighth house. So all of that, like investing is eighth house. Ooh, you know what? Let me look up 
you're about to have a really good transit for this. So I'm going to tell you when it's going to be like an even better time to do. And it might be that you have an, a burst of income. It may be that you get like a really good insight um, or you like get into a really good rhythm. Um, but definitely you'll want to focus on it when Jupiter goes into Pisces, which is happening so, so soon. And actually all it'll be in there all next year. This year it's only going to be in there for like three months, but next year it's going to be in all year long. So my guess is, this is my little prediction, in this little preview time, you're going to come up with some sort of formula or way to make money, like in almost in, in a very Taurus way, consistent um, so you'll probably find maybe a few formulas and you may, and then all of a sudden it may either be like they don't work or you think they don't work or you don't have enough money to do what you're wanting to do yet. And then next year it's going to be like bonkers, like it'll just flow. But it, and I don't think you're going to feel like it's like a screw up, like another chance. I don't think it'll feel like that. I think it'll feel more like we booked the vacation, but we don't go on it till next year. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it won't it it won't feel like a, you did anything wrong or it was a mistake. It you you might you might see in hindsight that you could have done things differently, but it definitely won't feel like a negative thing. Maybe just unrealized. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you'll feel excited. Like I think you'll know. Like I think you'll be like, oh, like by the time this little transit's over, which starts so soon which I'm just so excited about. Okay, it starts May 5th. Ooh, starting like in a couple days. And it lasts until August 5th. So it could even be that like you make a whole lot of money and then take a break because you don't feel like putting that much energy into it and the next year you put energy into it. So it can manifest in a lot of ways. Okay, cool. That's exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, and then let's look at your, how is the whole, has, has it been more like not having the money to buy what you want to buy? Has it been more like, I can't find, you can't find what you want? Like what's been the house struggle? Oh, um, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's just kind of been like timing has been off. Um, you know, I, and years ago, I made an offer on a house here in this town, and I was with a different partner at the time, and that just all completely fell apart for reasons that were just kind of weird and out of the blue. And then mm -hmm. um, a few years went by, and I didn't have such great credit, and I wanted to buy a house at that mm -hmm. time, and housing prices were affordable, but I couldn't do it. And so I've been renting ever since. And then in the last couple of years, my credit's like great. I've been working on it and I've been saving mm -hmm. money. But suddenly, like, boom, houses are just completely unaffordable. And like what there is on the market here um, are just getting like bought up so quickly from people out of state who aren't even looking at them. They're just seeing them online and putting in an offer and it's just going so quickly. So okay. I think that the strategy is going to need to be buy or uh, build. Okay. Well, interesting because you've actually been in a perfection year that focuses on buying houses since May, like your birthday of last year. So of like you wanting to have a home, build a home. Um, 
sometimes perfection years are beneficial, meaning like you get what you want um, or you move for like I during like my perfection year with my partner, we moved in together. Um, so like it can be something like that. It can also like be that you're working really hard on it during that time. And then after the perfection years over, that's when you actually get it. So um, you're still in it. I'm curious when the sun goes into Leo, which will happen at the end of July if there's not some energy on that. Also, June 11th when Mars goes in there. Ooh, actually, that might be an interesting time. You might get a little bit more momentum around that time or maybe like some perspective. I think you're going to have some forward movement. Um, and then we also have a set of eclipses that are going to happen starting in November that will probably pretty affect you. You'll feel it pretty strongly. Um, it'll be you and your partner. So it'll be big shifts and big moves. Um, so I could definitely see that being you guys moving or cause a lot of times it's correct connected with like career and home as well. Okay. Big shifts, not so. necessarily in an unpleasant way. No, it's, I don't, I, yeah. Uh, let's actually, um, It's like I never it's it's never necessarily like pleasant or unpleasant. Like for me, like I moved in with my partner, but then COVID started. Oh. So like when I had something kind of going. So it's not necessarily that like it's good or bad. It'll be both like you'll have a mix, but it'll be things that come up that like need to come up. So like, for instance, if. And this, I'm just using this as an example because you already did. I actually don't see this happening necessarily. But like, for instance, like you found out your credit score wasn't what you wanted it to be and you have an opportunity to work on it. So it's not necessarily like something. I actually see probably a lot of benefit coming to you personally. And he could potentially not have loss, but could have some clearing of like letting some things go. But that can even be like letting go of like a couch he's had since he was in college or something. Like it doesn't have to be like a bad thing. It can just be like a releasing and it could be like, oh, I've been wanting to get rid of this, but I haven't been able to do anything else or have because or like maybe I've been wanting to change jobs, but there just hasn't been something else. So loss isn't always bad. Sometimes, I mean, we have to lose things in order to get things. So, um, but it definitely can feel shaking. Okay. But my guess is, is since Uranus has been going through your first house, you've been feeling a lot of shaking since 2018. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, this last year has been very shaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, since last. Oh, gosh. Well, okay, 2018. I, I've been, I think I you in my email that I've had been struggling with some health issues and I think 2018 was about when they started and I'm just now getting on the other side of it what was it April 2018 yeah that's a that's right yeah that transit started April 2018 um you might have had a little break from it and then it came back pretty full swing February 2019 and we're still in it um but it has come off your ascendant and your ascendant is directly tied to your physical body. So 
that it's not like right on top of it anymore, which is probably why, yeah, you felt some relief um, and like clarity. I don't think you have. It's going to come for your son towards the end of this transit, which will be in like 2026. Honestly, it I can't imagine it being near as bad as what you've already gone through. I think it could just be like a physical change to like even the way you look like you might decide to cut your hair or like dye your hair, like get a whole, you know, new wardrobe. I find the Uranus when it on the ascendant feels a lot more shaking, like it can be more to your physical body. Whereas your son, you might just notice like more inspiration. You might notice you're a little bit clumsier, um, but that transits a while from now. Um, let's see when it is. Yeah, it's going to be in like 2025. So, I mean, that could even be like you got pregnant or you're pregnant and you are like trying to figure out how to navigate life with a belly. Like it doesn't have to be, but it could be some like big physical change to like your appearance um, or even like your energy level. And you might find that like all of a sudden I have my Uranus conjuncting my son. So I'll get like burst of energy and can do so much. And then I'm like, I can't do anything. And then I have accidents and things happen. <laughs> than a lot to me that are like unfortunate but then I also have like crazy bursts of ideas all the time so it, I think it's kind of a fun energy I would say probably as a Taurus you're probably not super acts are you super accident prone uh no not at all yeah so you'll be fine <laughs> you might just more notice that like like you're dropping things a little bit more than usual. But if you're normally like if you were a Sagittarius, I'd be like, just stay inside. Don't go anywhere because you're already so clumsy. <laughs> Not really. You'd be so fine. the earth but, signs don't feel it as much? I mean, I'm an earth sign, but Taurus is the like the most the earthiest of all the earth signs. So it's like. But also earth signs, you guys, I mean, especially Taurus, you guys tend to need a little bit of a push sometimes. Because you guys can get really st is it, like stuck in your routine and consistency and like need to be shaken up every now and then. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. So for tour so for you, it might just be like, oh my gosh, like I just got, you know, shifted into a completely different job or like something big shifts, but I doubt it'll feel like the whole world is fall ending. It'll just be like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll move forward. I'll do that thing. I'll finally that like I know I need to do, but like you'll just kind of have the energy and jolt to do it. Good. Okay. Good. I'm glad it won't be as yeah. intense as last thing. That was scary. I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I can imagine. And you also have Mars in your house of health. Um, you also have Saturn there. So you, you, Mars would present you with some health issues and like challenges, but Saturn, like there's definitely like wherewithal to overcome it and not just overcome it like, you know, just like, like bear through it, but actually be able to really understand and get like a footing of what's going on. But yeah, do you have any last minute questions or anything or even like just response? Because I know I've been kind of yapping for a little bit. Well, one of the things that I was curious about and one of the reasons I posed that question to you about free will versus fate is because when I last had a chart reading it was a little bit of a bummer she told me that like I had no um 
no like structure in my chart for meaningful relationships and um that there was this like Chiron the wounded healer in there and that I was just like fated to yearn for relationships and never have them reciprocated and that kind of thing and you know that's not how life is at the moment but maybe it's fated to turn out that way and I just wanted to get your take on that and if you saw that same placement and well, two things. Number one, she had her your wrong birth time because it's not even in that house. So that's part of why. Also, Chiron does not mean that, in my opinion. Chiron is like, it's a wound that you have to heal yourself and then you're able to heal the world. It's actually a really powerful placement. Like for me, mine is in, and it's something generally that happens to you young in life. So like for me, mine is in my 12th house, um, but it's with Jupiter. And so it's in a positive place. So for me, I lost my dad when I was little, but I can talk to dead people now and I can let other people talk to dead people. And that's really cool and awesome. But I had to go through a really big wounding to get that gift. So Chiron and with Chiron in your first house, because that's where it is now, conjunct your son. Um, yeah, my guess is whatever that happened super early in life, and it wouldn't have had to do with relationships. It would have had to do with your physical body, possessions, the things that you owned. Um, it could also have to do with your like your father having wounding around the father. Hmm, okay, and it's in which house? Um, in your first house, because it's it's with your son. Um, but you actually have Jupiter in your seventh house, which is a positive, it's considered one of the best two planets in the whole chart. And you have that in your planet or in your house of partnership. So I do think that there's probably a lot of intensity with your relationship because there's Scorpio there. So there's like deep healing, no secrets, like a lot of honesty, um, May, and, you know, that Scorpio for a Taurus, that might be a little uncomfortable to get, like, in the emotional depths of everything. But there's a lot. But you're good at it. And there's a lot of benefit from it. So, actually, and I see him being, like, almost like a teacher for you. Yeah. Uh, all of that is totally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I def definitely don't see what she's saying. I will say I think it's because she had, it sounds like she had you as a Scorpio rising. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because then she would have had your Chiron in your seventh house. And I have friends that have Chiron in their seventh house and their partnerships, they're, they have to learn how to be in them. They don't, I think more Chiron in the seventh house for any if anybody's listening to this and is freaking out, you have Chiron in your seventh house, but I'll also tell you, I think it's a lot more about like struggling to partner with somebody, struggling to want to share a life with somebody, you know, that struggle to be really selfless and give yourself. I don't think it's, as, I mean, it can be trouble in relationships, but I think it's more like struggling to be partnered. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, you don't have that. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, did she know she didn't have your exact birth time? Possibly. I told her I didn't know. Yeah. I, like, I normally, if I don't have an exact birth time, I won't go into, because that kind of stuff, 
like you have to have an exact time to know all of that and everything else and that's probably why it didn't feel accurate because it it was kind of like she was talking about your chart completely opposite and backwards so everything that she said for like your career probably applied more to your home which was on the opposite axle and everything that she could have said now i also don't necessarily know what she said so i can't vouch for that but it's possible that she was basically looking at your chart up like backwards Hello, hello. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Wasn't that so cool to hear all that fun stuff? Thank you so much for letting me use your chart. I'm going to keep this client's name anonymous. So, but I hope you enjoyed listening to yourself and thank you so much for being willing to yeah, put yourself out there. That's really brave. I love when people are willing to be an example for people so that we can learn. If you guys are anxious to set up a reading of your own, which I'm sure so many of you are, I've made it super simple. Go and click the link below. And yeah, one type of birth chart reading. It is general birth chart reading, 75 minutes, $150, and it's easy to book. I've got lots of availability right now. So go ahead and get that going if you're interested in a different type of reading, like an Akashic Record reading or in a compatibility reading, which is um, an astro reading for you and a partner, whether that's a business partner, romantic partner, even a friendship or, you know, roommate situation, who knows. Whatever type of compatibility that you're interested in, we can do that. So that information is below as well. And please, 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 if you are enjoying this fabulous astro content, please like, I don't know why I say like, I'm always gonna say like, like it in your hearts, like it in your hearts, review, rate and subscribe so that you never ever miss an episode and be sure to go over and follow me on instagram it is now one instagram victoria at victoria g stevens that can also be found in the show notes um the old instagram i speak human podcast i am no longer posting on i've decided to consolidate make it easy on myself so there's a lot of fun stuff over there there's things about teaching with astrology um, I have my students on there and they're super cute and fun. Um, I also have some fun astro memes, updates about what's going on with the energy, and also some good like mental health tips. So it's all there and actually coming soon, I'm going to start posting some of my own music or covers that I'm doing just for funsies because it's time to let the creative juices flow again. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And if you have any questions, have suggestions for the podcast, or would like to be a guest on the podcast yourself, please reach out to me via Instagram or my website, victoriagreerstevens.com. Have a great day.